0: This is Performance Anxiety on Pantheon Podcast Network, and I am your host, Mark. My guest today is singer David Reed Watson. This guy is one of the nicest guys I've had on the podcast. He's been singing for years, but he was also in the advertising game. But before all of that, he was a Marine. While he was deployed to Egypt, he had the opportunity to lay in a sarcophagus in the Great Pyramid of Giza. That changed his life. That and getting hit by a car. He tells me how a severance package and a promise to his sister before she passed away from Sjogren's Syndrome kickstarted his musical career. He also shares what the advertising world, including his role in the famous Truth Campaign and The Smell of Burger King's French Fries, has taught him. David's been part of many bands. I think last count it was 16. But his latest endeavor is my favorite, a rising force. It's been a long journey, and he shares a lot of stories. Like how the band's name and their latest release, Eclipse, really have nothing to do with Ingway Malmsteen, even though David has worked with him. So check out risingforceband.com to buy the album. go to Davidreedwatson.com to hear all the other great work David has done. Follow the band at a Rising Force band on Instagram, a Rising Force of One with the number one on Twitter, and a Rising Force Band MN on Facebook. Follow us at PerformanceANX email us at the performance anxiety pod at gmail.com. Buy some merch at performanceanx.threadless.com or coffee at ko-fi.com slash anxiety. And now strap in because this one has quite a few twists and turns. This is David Reed Watson of A Rising Force on Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network.
2: Which one do you the want? The year. drunken one or the, the drunken podcast? You do it as many times as you want. I'm just going to use the worst <laughs> one anyway. No, I was going to change the name of your podcast. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: the... the stupid, this stupid the stupid podcast.
2: Stupid stupid <laughs> drunken <laughs> podcast with Mark. With uh, Mark with a C. Mark, and, <laughs> Yeah,
0: I only spell it right. So.
2: <laughs> okay, are you ready? I am all set. This is David Reed Watson from Arising Rising Force and you're listening to the Performance Anxiety Music Podcast right here with Mark.
0: I guess I should have been recording this whole time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This is going to be great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I love doing this. Remind me to tell you a story about a tour manager. Oh, you got it. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great, great guy, but uh, there was quite an incident. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: man. The way I like to, to do things is to find out about how you get into music in the first place. Okay. And you've got a, a really unique story. I mean, your dad was in, he's a thespian. He, yes, he was in the theater, <laughs> and I like to find out how my guests get into music in the first place. And so I'm okay. assuming theater was probably your first introduction to music, or in the house.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, my dad's still a thespian. He's down. This is this is how interesting my dad is, right? My my dad he was a New England professor, Massachusetts. Okay, and when and when he retired, he moved down to Georgia. Oh, nice. Like down now Now being the the typical thespian that he is, he talks like this now <laughs> down down here in Georgia, this is how we do it. Nice. I'm like I'm like, Dad, you're from New England, you know? The cat. <laughs> yeah, where's your car? <laughs> you know, we don't have cars down here, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh but he he does uh he does civil war reenactments. You know, he's eighty three now, I think. <laughs> That's awesome. Guess what? He's on the Confederate side. Of
0: course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right, Dad. He
0: really goes all in, doesn't he? He goes method. He he,
2: he is a method actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, what are they that? Was that Stanislavski? Yeah, is, is the Stanislavski method. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's my dad. He's uh he's a, he's a he's a character. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. So he was a banjo player in the '60s. He had a band called the Tiki's, and they were you know, they didn't, well, the rock online is a mighty fine road. Well, the rock online is the road to, run. you know, that is stuff, great. Stuff like that. And, um, he, uh, uh, anyway, my, my folks divorced when, when, um, I was seven. Okay. So my mom was very much, the, the music is no, 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 no. So uh-huh. I did a lot of theater still. Okay. Um, my first play was, I it was Johnny Appleseed. I was the lead, In Johnny Appleseed in third grade. Thank you very much. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 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 And um, you know what? I I never thought about rock and roll, really. I mean, I sang in church and stuff. It wasn't until Jesus Christ Superstar came out in 1970. Uh, And Ian Gillen played Jesus in the London cast.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So when I heard him sing... You know he's singing Gethsemane, which I do a cover of Gethsemane on my, on my webpage on the David Reed watson.com I'm not as sure as when we started then I was inspired
1: now I'm silent listen so Tried for three years Seems
2: like 30 would you Ask As much From any other man hey, It's this blood-curdling Scream. It's just To me, it was music to my ears. To my mom It was like, ah, turn it off. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> and my mom, being a Christian, you know, she was Not much for the rock and roll thing But jesus christ superstar i'm like you know mom jesus christ jesus christ you know kind of merged the rock and roll and it kind of made it we have a meeting place we do we do we have a meeting place so it made it okay you know also on that album was murray head murray head um oh wow yeah one night in bangkok Bangkok, Bangkok, yes so it was an all-star london cast so it was fantastic so i fell in love with ian gillen you know and ian gillen opened up doors to different stuff, but you know what, I, Mark, I never really, I, I followed family tradition. I, I went into the Marines after, after high school, Yeah, you know? and long story short, but I, I consider myself a kind of a spiritual cat, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a church going guy, but I, I believe in um, a higher power okay. and I believe in, in, you know, law of attraction, things like this, you know, okay. I'm very hermetic principles and things like this. I didn't for a long time. You know, I rejected Christianity right off the bat and all that crap. Okay. But in 1985, I was on a second tour. I was on my second enlistment in the Marine Corps. I, I re enlisted and uh, I re enlisted for six more years. Wow. Well, the summer of my second enlistment, we went to Egypt. Uh, we were over there um, uh, blowing up Gaddafi's castle. I think I can say it now because it's. It's yeah. over and done with <laughs> right, but what we got a day a day's leave a day a leave is when you, you you have like a day of vacation, right, yeah, so I had a day's leave, and we went to um I got to go in the great pyramid of Giza, oh wow, yeah, and I got to go into the king's chamber and I got to lay in the sarcophagus what they call the sarcophagus, and oh. I don't know what it was, mark, but I walked out of there and I started questioning everything in my life I was like did I make the right choice in joining the Marines Yeah, or, you know, reenlisting in the Marines, you know, this little seed was going, what about the theater? You know, at the time it was like, what about the theater? What about you really wanted to go to New York and, and do all that and get into some, you know, some musicals and, you know, I had brushed it off and, you know, I was like, nah, 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 that's, that's crap. So you
0: probably were your early twenties at this point.
2: Yeah, I was uh, 22. Okay. I was 22. And, um, lo and behold a month home i get hit by a car whoa and i get a medical discharge so i served about a year and a half of my second enlistment wow and i kind of wow. you know what back then mark i was pissed i was like i felt betrayed i was i didn't know what to do with my life I, but oh, you know I what imagine. i moved to cape cod where my buddy steve lived and um I, I was sitting on the porch one day, right? And this guy who was my next door neighbor is a guy named Johnny Rainwater. He was um, Edgar or Johnny. I, I don't, I forget which now, but he was his guitar tech.
0: Oh, one of the winters?
2: One of the winters. He was one of the, yeah. <laughs> it was, that's, that's right. I think of John Crow now. Yeah. I think of winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so uh, he, he hands me a cassette. He goes, you sound like this guy and um i it was um i i think it was i forget which Queensryche album it was but i think it was the number 2 the, okay. the the red one it had, it's kind of like a reddish uh,
0: yeah um, i know what you, i know which i don't remember the names of most yeah. of them. <laughs> but
2: it was it was uh, it was the second queensreich album it was after queen of the reich it was you know they were kind of establishing themselves and i was like You know, maybe maybe, um, I'll venture into a rock band.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Try doing that in person. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to Performance Anxiety listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Performance Anxiety. That's betterhelp.com slash performanceanxiety. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hey guys, I've got some great news. Performance Anxiety and Pantheon Podcasts are giving away an exclusive VIP experience to see Nick Mason's Saucerful of Secrets. So head to pantheonpodcast.com slash Mason to enter. Find the link in the show description or head over to our Twitter, Facebook, at or nick mason's facebook page for the link to enter to win head over to pantheonpodcast.com backslash nick mason to enter find the link in the show description or head over to our twitter facebook or nick mason's facebook page for the link to enter to win front row seat upgrades a very special commemorative guitar pick shaped necklace carved down from a drum cymbal played by nick mason himself You also get a selection of curated exclusive VIP merchandise, including a VIP laminate and lanyard, crowd-free shopping at a dedicated merchandise stand before the show, and on-site perks such as priority check-in, VIP express lane into the venue for ease of entry, and a dedicated customer service line. So enter now at pantheonpodcast.com backslash nickmason. Winners will be notified via email one week prior to the event, so enter now.
2: So the first band I was in was a, a band called Philosopher, and it was perfect for me because I was like, ah, you know, I'm kind of digging this kind of philosophy thing. Anyways, you know, I was yeah. dating a girl in college, and I was I was doing philosophy myself in college. Okay, so I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. And then one thing led to another, and I just never got out of it. I mean, I always kept my day job for years and years and years. You know, I was a I was a graphic designer in in the advertising world for. Oh ever
0: yeah i okay i i did hear a little bit about that and then you had a, mm-hmm. you got you were part of a pretty huge campaign about truth
2: the truth campaign yeah um i i worked for crispin porter Bogusky, which was uh one of the biggest ad agencies in the united states and yeah. we were we were down in miami okay. and they transferred me to Boulder, Colorado, which I was like, I never wanted to leave Boulder ever.
0: Wow. Yeah. I hear I've never been, but I, I've heard it's so beautiful.
2: It's so, I, 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 I love Boulder to this day. You know, I can't live there because it's too expensive. It's it's Working ridiculously nindy. expensive now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I used to go walk by their house. I'd go, nanu, nanu. <laughs>
0: Jonathan Winters would pop out. And...
2: It's
0: crazy. I don't know what the hell's going on.
2: <laughs> right exactly hi yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah so so boulder was uh
0: was jonathan winters one of the Ed- edgar johnny jonathan winters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was that the tape that you got from- <laughs> it- maybe it- he was no. a roadie for jonathan winters <laughs>
2: All these years! Oh no! I thought it was Edgar. <laughs> the guitar is supposed genre. to go in comedy. Yeah. God damn it!
0: Uh-huh. Oh. there's still time. There's still time.
2: There's still time. I don't know. I, I, I'll leave the comedy to somebody else. I'm, All I'm, right. I'll, I'll sing. Yeah, I'm a comedy of errors. That's, no, that's that's, I'm I'm a tragedy, as oh. as, as, as uh, Shakespeare would say. Ah.
0: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted <laughs> that whole story. Sorry. No,
2: no, 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 no. It's, it's totally cool. I love, <laughs> I love this. I love this freeform stuff. I, I hate, I'm not a big fan of canned messages. You no, know, me not Can canned things I have to write out.
0: That's why They're I do fun. this whole stupid podcast.
2: Oh, well, I love it! I'm grateful that you do this stupid podcast <laughs> because I, maybe that's a new name. This
0: this stupid podcast, All this right.
2: stupid podcast.
0: You and me, we're going to start this this stupid podcast.
2: <laughs> um. So anyway, I, I was I was um. You know, Crispin did the, the truth campaign, right? Yeah, yeah. Where we dumped up body bags, you know, on yes. on Philip Morris's doorstep. Yep. Which was just up in North Virginia, North Carolina, somewhere on I forget. But, you know, VW is a big account, um, Domino's, Best Buy, oh, you know, wow. Microsoft at one point. Was, oh, wow. Was, yeah. Damn. It, was, it, was, it was interesting because when we had Microsoft, all the ad, like Ad Weekly and all these ad, ad magazines mm-hmm. were talking shit about us because they were just like, yeah, we know that all graphic designers use Macintoshes how you know, are they using are they using PCs? So, so Alex Bugoski who's a genius, by the way. He had uh, Windows installed on our Macs just to have it running in the background, just to say that. Nice. Hey, we do run Windows. You That's
0: know? awesome. Oh, you know, that he's a, great.
2: He's a genius. Uh, um, <laughs> I swear, look up Alex Alex Bogosky. He's he's still an amazing,
3: I'm amazing
2: guy. He's my age. We uh, Alex and I are the same age and. He's just cool. He's cool. He still lives in uh, Boulder and he is kind of like considered the anti-advertiser now.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. He, he, he only works with, with companies that are actually creating products that are sustainable and oh, that are more, more, have a moral compass, you know?
0: Oh, he doesn't want this podcast.
2: I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: take anybody. I got sorry, no moral
2: compass. Sorry. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> How do I take back well you can delete the uh, Alex Podeski. Put <laughs> put a, sen- a censored thing on. Right. <laughs> so I, I always had bands, you know, throughout all the years, you know. Um okay. in Florida I had bands and in Colorado I had bands as well. I had a really a great band called Shallow Man Down that I love the I love those guys. And um but Again, I'm very long-winded, but <laughs> my my sister Darlene had lymphoma and, uh, oh, wow. and had a, a, a disease called Sjogren's, and it's I've heard it's, of that. It's Swedish, so it, I, or I think it's Swedish, and it's spelled S J O. You know, right? Okay. Y- you know how how they would pronounce it S J O G R E N is is how you pronounce oh, is okay. how you write Sjogren's, and I was it was almost like you know how you have a perfect storm in life mm-hmm. yes. the perfect timing thing well at the same time um some executives at our company at Crispin and some executive at VW were knocking heels have, okay yeah and uh they were sleeping together ah. and they broke up From what I heard, this is what I heard. Okay. And 300 people got laid off. Whoa. Yeah. 300 people got laid off in February or March of 2009, I think it was. I think it was 2009. At the same time, my sister's going through this whole thing and going in and out of the hospital. So I took all my severance package and everything and I go, you know what? I'm going full on rock and roll. I started whoring myself out to everybody. I I, I swear I, I was on the uh, I was on the British newspaper things looking for bands. I was I was on Craigslist looking for bands, and this is before Facebook. That you know. okay, so
0: that makes a lot of sense because I I was doing my research and I've noticed that you've been part of at least sixteen different bands
2: with, yeah. <laughs> with
0: that have you know recordings.
2: Yeah, that's insane.
0: Yeah. That's a, that is amazing.
2: Yeah, thank you. I, it was um, I just kept going. I kept going. I was trying to find something. I found a an amazing band. I can't remember their name now in, in England. And um, they different. loved me. They loved me. And and I was like, they go, can you get, come over to England? And I go, Uh no. <laughs> no. Can your management bring me over? And they're like, no. Oh. Yeah. So it, that didn't work. And, um, they would on so become Led anyway, Zeppelin. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, All right. who, who That was led a who?
0: dumb led joke. It. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> that may get edited. I don't know.
2: <laughs> so I went to go visit my sister. I was, I was doing an album in New York as well. So uh, this is one of the albums. Um, uh, this guy named Tim flock who ha- who shares the same birthday as me, August 22nd. Oh, nice. Just an incredible drummer. And, I just I I was like, you know, I'm I'm doing this rock and roll thing. I got a severance package. Oh, they're only in New York. Let's fly out there. So I uh, so I flew out there, you know, stayed somewhere. I don't remember where in in New York City and I did an album with them, you know. Um I forget the name of the band now. That's that's horrible. I could probably find it in in my discography. Is it I, one of the ones sure,
0: that's uh in your player they, on your website?
2: Uh, Days of Season, yeah. Okay. Yeah, is the name of the band. And it's in my player, yeah. Uh, I think there's one of the songs, maybe like three of the songs in the player. Yes. Yes. It was it was just fun. we did three songs Somber Somber to Sublime, The Deceit and and Will I Make It to the Grave. Okay. And at the same time I went to go visit my sister, who is in a hospital in Connecticut. I'm from Massachusetts originally. Okay. So we um oh, I already told you that. That's my dad my dad. <laughs> yeah. My dad with his car in Your Georgia. Ju- <laughs>
0: <laughs> who now drives a pickup truck.
2: Exactly. That's right. Good old boy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We ain't got see no that, cars in Georgia. See that flag with that cross yeah. on there? That? That's right.
0: That could be the Alabama State flag though. I lived <laughs> in Alabama for a decade, so.
2: Oh you did? Yes. What part? South? Way there?
0: southeast. You know where Fort Rucker is? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I lived about yeah. six miles off the uh, gate one of the gates of Fort Rucker.
2: Okay. Do you know where Aniston is? Oh yeah. 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 I race I used to race mountain bikes. Oh, okay. And I remember we they said um They said, um, we're going to do a race in, in Alabama. I'm going, you know what? I'll get drunk the night before (laughs) it was a fucking mountain.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Northern, Northern Alabama has some pretty big hills there.
2: (laughs) I got my ass handed to me. I was like, I will never make fun of Alabama again.
0: No, I was, I was way down South by Dothan, uh, right before Rucker. So I was, uh, I was ninety, almost exactly ninety miles due north of Panama City in the Gulf of Mexico.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was Which waiting, is beautiful there—the uh, the white sand beaches down uh, there. Just
0: uh, too bad that it's all blocked by condos now. You can't see a damn thing.
2: I know. Six, I know. Yeah. I lived there in the. I lived in Florida in the nineties. Oh okay. So it was. Um, and I write at that time. I was racing mountain bikes, and I, I just I was all over the Panhandle, and I just I loved it. And that was before oh, yeah. it all got built up to. Yeah, before what MTV it is went today. down
0: to uh, spring break, everything Ugh. that screwed everything up.
2: No, it was yeah. They left Fort Lauderdale, and yeah, that was just so we went to stupid. Panama City,
0: then the Destin, and then uh, it they just ruined the whole Panhandle.
2: It did. It, they did. It was it, it was silly stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Screw Florida. Yeah. (laughs) Florida. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Roll (laughs) Tide. Oh, so anyway, I I went back to visit my sister and she made me promise her. She goes, she goes, when I die, uh, go full force into rock and roll because you got a great voice and you've got something to say. And I was like... You know, I, I promised her because I'm like, she's not going to die, right? And then, and then she she died. Oh god. Yeah, she died in 2010. Oh wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but it, you know, I I she's I I believe in 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 uh, reincarnation and stuff, so she's still with me. I actually ran into her at an ayahuasca ceremony about oh wow about four or five years ago. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, she talked to me. She was, uh, I swear to God. Wow. I was, she goes, she was giving me a thumbs up saying, this is good. You're that, doing good. You're doing good. I was like, Thank That you. just
0: blew my mind.
2: Yeah. If you haven't done ayahuasca, do it.
0: I've never done anything besides booze, so... <laughs> Booze is cool,
2: as you can see. I've, yeah. I've got I got my uh, whiskey. I got,
0: a, I got a box behind me right now. <laughs> <laughs> one of
2: those, one of those wine boxes. <laughs> I was, hold on,
0: let me see what I got. In it. hold on a second. Uh, some cheap vodka.
2: All right. Okay. Oh, rain, rain. rain.
0: I mean, maybe it's not that cheap, but it's gluten free. So I, I don't I don't know what that means for vodka.
2: <laughs> There's no potatoes or yeah. what? I, okay.
0: And if you like gin, oh, blue coat, blue coat oh, is awesome.
2: I'll have to try that. You know, I, I, you know, I never got into gin until I went to England. Uh, you oh, know, I, 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 lived over there for six months um, in 2019. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I was doing doing an album um, with the drummer from the band Soil. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tom Tom Schofield. So I I, I lived with the guitar player. In Kingston on Soar, which is just south of of what we, we Americans would call Nottingham. Oh, okay. Not, Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah, Kinda. they call it they call it Nottingham.
0: Nottingham. Birmingham. Birmingham.
2: Nottingham. Birmingham, Nottingham. <laughs> so, but Paul, the guitar player, he introduced me to Jen, oh. and you know, we put the juniper berries in and stuff. I was, I was like, I really like this.
0: Yeah. Gin is yeah. cool. I love gin. I love, my, I love bourbon. I'm a big bourbon guy. I love yeah, me too. Buffalo Trace. That's my favorite
2: bourbon. That's Joe Rogan's favorite.
0: I, I didn't know that until recently. Uh, I'm trying to remember. What, uh, oh, I was I was at the liquor store. And I was like, the guy was asking, hey, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I just want a bourbon. I want something a little different. I don't want Jack. or." I just want, yeah, yeah. And He's like, I've got one bottle of this left buy it now because it's hard to get around here and it was buffalo trace and i
2: isn't just... it the oldest bourbon in the u.s is that I, i've heard rogan say that sure. it's
0: possible i've got a bottle stashed somewhere in, in my bar behind me but uh I don't know. <laughs> this, this, is, this isn't my booze podcast which would be another, another maybe that's what this stupid podcast would be about
2: well my, a friend of mine my old my old bass player um uh, out in Las Vegas, so, you know, I, I had a Skinner tribute band, right? Yes, I love. Skinner uh, in
0: Alabama, I love Skinner.
2: Yeah, and my my bass player was in Joan Jet for ten, like ten years. Wow. Yeah, and he and he's like, um, you know, he's like, I, I, I can't get in touch with Joan anymore because she changes her number like every month or something like that. From stalkers and stuff, can you believe it? Actually, I
0: can. Unfortunately, yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about socks for a second. Why not? It's a music podcast. But I tried a pair of socks from Boldfoot and love them. I've only worn them once because my kids have stolen them. So in my household, that's the best endorsement I can give. And I guess it's fitting because the design I chose was jailbait. Wait, Jailbird. The design I chose was Jailbird. I might keep that in. The socks are 100% American made and 5% of all proceeds go to veteran charities. It makes sense seeing that Boldfoot is a family and veteran owned company. They have a huge variety of styles. So check out boldfoot.com and buy some of the best socks you've ever slapped on your feet. And help veterans while you're at it. That's boldfoot.com.
2: So it's like he waits for her to reach out to him.
0: That's One of them has got to keep the same number.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise well, he's he screwed. He does. He, he's a, he's probably one of the best bass players in the in the planet. And he's he's a left handed bass player. And the first time I met him, um, he had a Hooskerdoo tattoo on oh, his arm. Nice, yeah. And I was like, Were you in Hooskerdoo? He goes, No, I just I just love them. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man. And we became fast friends and just, that's, you know, just uh, amazing, amazing bass player. But um,
0: that's like, I don't, I don't have any tattoos. I never really planned on getting any, but if I did, it would be the Black Rubber Motorcycle Club logo. It's, it's a skull and pistons and it's oh, just a perfect, bad ass logo.
2: That is perfect.
0: So one shoulder would be that. And the other would be uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide A. And that's the, the only two that I can think of getting.
2: Go Crimson Tide.
0: Roll Tide, baby. Roll but I'm not going to get any tattoos, so... <laughs>
2: No, that's all
0: right. Okay. okay, I'll get I'll get the, one of those fake ones,
2: uh, uh, one of the stick-ons. Yeah, like,
0: uh, <laughs> just a I'll take the vinyl sticker off my car and I'll put it on my
2: shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got totally off track here. So, <laughs> okay, that's okay. Here, like, I, okay. Uh, all right, we're back.
0: That's what happens with this podcast. It just goes, <laughs> goes completely Okay, so uh,
2: where was I? Oh, my sister. Oh, yes. yeah, she passed away. Um, and I, so I, I. I literally packed everything I owned in, I had, so I had this Toyota four wheel drive with a six inch lift, you know, Colorado plates. (laughs) I moved to LA. I moved to LA.
0: Oh boy. You stuck out.
2: (laughs) I was like, Oh yeah, (laughs) I stuck out. The first week I was there, I I moved in with the guitar player of a new band, a band called the constant that I was in Frank Yano was the guitar player. So I moved in with him and his girlfriend, right? Because okay. I had nowhere to stay. It was, it was in the valley. So the first week I was there, somebody stole my Colorado plates. I'm like, uh, all right.
0: Hey, welcome to LA.
2: That's right. Welcome to Van Nuys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know? And, but, you know? God. But eventually I ended up moving on to the beach and, and enjoying it there. But uh, yeah, and that kind of like, started my thing, you know. I I I guess I I've always put myself out there, you know. Like yeah. um uh, I think what really kind of took off my career was um when I met Jed Rylands. Jed Rylands was from the band 10 from Tico from Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, Tigers of Pantang. Yeah, oh John uh, Sykes. Uh, yes. So um Jed called me up one day. I was in my apartment in, in uh, Marina del Rey on the beach and I thought he was joking or I thought he was pissed at first because I, I leave for everybody's birthday on Facebook. I, I leave a, a, a kind of like a voicemail for them with three part harmony of me singing happy birthday to him. Oh, that's awesome. And he calls me up and he's he's like, hey, mate, don't want to freak you out or nothing, but, you know, that sounded actually Australian. No. <laughs> crikey. Anyway, crikey. So anyway, he's talking to me, and he goes, "Um, yeah, you left a a, a message for my girlfriend saying happy birthday, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, don't take offense to it. I do it with everybody. He goes, no, 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 no. I, I, I want you to do an album with me. Damn. And I, I go, from that? And he goes, yeah yeah wow yeah so um so that was that it was a, a band called rage of angels and i can tell you all the people because i have the famous google machine oh, right yeah. here you know which is it's a very helpful thing i don't have to use my memory although i try well while
0: you're googling i did want to tell you that i loved the Constance uh, version of we three kings
2: that was oh that well, thank is you so cool isn't that cool that is awesome well, Frank used to do a Christmas album all the time. Oh, okay, and um, he would invite people in to his house and have them f- as background singers and stuff. And it was it was a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Frank and I had a, a bad falling out, you know. He's but <sighs> Frank, if you're listening to this, you know, still love you, man. He's my um, biggest but,
0: supporter, so it's
2: uh, he, he is. He's my this is every supporter. show.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I'm going with brought
2: this. Brought to you by Frank Yano. <laughs> <laughs> He's my only
0: sponsor. 10 bucks every month, and it's 10 Irish.
2: bucks, yeah. Well, um, the Rage of Angels album had my friend Neil Frazier on it, who was in a band called DNA with me, a project that I did uh, over in the UK. Okay. And uh, Vinnie Burns, uh, Ralph Santola, which you, Ralph has passed away now, but... Okay. Ralph was in Iced Earth. Oh, okay.
0: That's where the name sounds familiar.
2: Yeah. um, uh, Let me see. Tommy Denander. Tommy Denander played with Alice Cooper. He's a session musician. Okay. He's done, I don't even know how many albums. Ridiculous amount of albums. Unreal. So Tommy Denander, uh, my, my buddy Mikhail Carlson, who's over in Belgium, I believe. Okay. Um, But these names you might know uh, because I wasn't the only singer on the album. Oh, I I did one song on the on the album that I wrote. And the other guys did the other songs that Jed had written. Okay, Um, Harry Hess. Harry Hess is from a band in Canada. Harry Hess is is from. um, ah, Well, I'll I'll tell you, um, well, Danny Vaughn from Taiketo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Harry Hess was uh, with, oh, who was he with? I can tell you right now. Uh, oh, crap. Harem Scarum. Harem Scarum. Thank you very much. Yes. And my yeah. buddy Darren, who was the drummer for Harem Scarum, ended up becoming the singer for um, uh, uh, the band with um, one of Ozzy's, God, uh, this Jake is horrible. J.K. Lee. Was it, Jakey Lee. Was it, yeah. Was it Badlands? No, it was the no. it was a, the band after.
0: Ben, oh, I have to look that up.
2: Yeah, damn. It. Yeah, it's all right. I'm gonna <laughs> take E. I know, e. isn't this crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so, um I, um, I actually auditioned for Red Dragon Cartel. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I auditioned for it. Oh, wow. uh, for them, I could not sing that freaking high. <laughs> It was like no way. I tried to do like one of the old hits that he had. Yeah. But but my buddy could do it, and he was wow. a drummer, and he uh, he got the gig, and I was like, we became friends because I was like, I, I did an album with Harry. He's like, no way. That's, That's you know, and we just became fast friends. So awesome. um, Harry Hess, uh, Danny Vaughn, Ralph Sheepers from Primal Scream, yeah, was oh. on it. Wow. A guy named Matty Alfanzetti, who's over in Europe as well. He's been in a lot of bands. Robert Hart, who is the singer for Bad Company. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and me. Wow.
0: Jeez.
2: So that kind of... That's a good company. That's yeah, but <laughs> that, that was good. That's now. Now I know why you do podcasts. Yeah, this is awesome. That's right. don't get
0: paid to do them.
2: I make little bucks. Yeah, little bucks, <laughs> but you know, what uh, you make a big impact. Let's <laughs> <We'll> see. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I, I Jed kind of you know jump started my career because he got a. I mean, yeah, I'd done a bunch of stuff already, but he really put me in the spotlight. And that's when I started getting interviews and all over the place. A lot of it was because he got me a producer, you know, he's like, I, I want, I- I'm going to get you this producer. Um, he's going to work with you. He's going to take you to the studio. And I was, and this, it was Kane Roberts. Oh, wow. Yeah. From Alice Cooper. Yeah. 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 The big muscle bound. Yeah guy. <laughs> well, guess what? Kane's back with Alice Cooper now. Oh man. Yeah. It's it's weird how these doors open, yeah, and and oh. close and then rework themselves around, you know? Yeah. And you know,
0: old connections come back around.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. amazing.
0: I that's one of the things I've learned about this podcast is that yeah. when you make a connection, you may not be stay in touch for for a while for months, a year, but yeah. you're not always forgotten. Things can happen because you work well with somebody else and it may yeah. take a while, but it'll, it it yep. could happen.
2: I, I guess that's a big, re- that's a big lesson. Kids <laughs> don't burn any bridges. Exactly. I went on tour when I was with kill ritual. I, Oh God. What Mark and his brother, um, John Gallagher from Raven. They have stories like they had every night after a show, we would all, before a show, we would all sit around and have dinner, right? Okay. And this is our, our, when we were over in Europe and they would just tell jokes and stories all night long. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if you know this or not, but Raven are the guys that got Metallica to come to the UK for the first time ever. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Metallica had written Raven, handwritten Raven, sent them a a mail, you know, the U.S. postage to England, probably had a bunch of stamps of the Queen on it by the time it got to the guys in Raven (laughs) and said, we'd love to come over and play with you guys. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the guys from Raven, they've been in this business. I, I think their first album came out in like maybe 1982 or something like that.
0: Oh, I'll have to reach out because that's awesome. They're
2: just, they're the funniest, loving, most loving guys. I got to (laughs) hang out with them again because I I worked on the Monsters of Rock cruise, right? Yeah. And they were on the cruise. Oh, nice. So I'm I'm like, John, oh my God. He's like, right, mate. How are you, Dave? You know, and was that (laughs) still Australian? (laughs) (laughs) It was closer. (laughs) It (laughs) was closer. You'd think after living over in England, I I would get it right. South England. south england it's way south england yes right right
0: oh i forgot where we were at this point um
2: oh um let me see i i my sister passed away i moved to la and then i got together did the album with uh rage of angels yes constant rage of angels
0: So I think that's where we were at. We were at Rage of Angels because we started talking about other people, which is good for a podcast about you.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bad. Of course, so, right. Well, no um, then, then I met a girl. Uh, to, that's always I, the case. I moved to Las Vegas. And wait, go back just a little bit. <laughs> My friend Jeff Cohen had a band, uh, uh, a Skinner tribute band.
0: Right, right. Okay, yeah.
2: And uh, I had actually one of the best... Guitar players on the planet in that band. His name is Jimmy Burkhart. Oh, nice! He just he just went on tour with the Suite Just oh, recently. cool! Yeah, he he plays with uh, with Chaz, who's in the the Bonzo Bash band. You know, um, Jimmy is he plays like it's butter. Oh. You know, it, it's um, he's just a, such an amazing guy and a, an amazing musician. Well, uh, at that time, he got a gig working with Billy Idol's bass player, Steve okay. McGrath, okay. you know, in a, in a cover band with Steve McGrath. And, um, he said, I remember he came back to the rehearsal spot, you know, for the Skinner band and he goes, guys, you know, uh, I got this gig with Steve McGrath. He wants me to be in the cover band. I can do both bands. I remember Jeff looking at him and going, Hey man, it's either us or them. <laughs> 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 Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's such a nice guy. We walked out of the rehearsal and and he goes, man, I didn't know he'd take it like that. And I, I go, dude, you got to stay with Steve McGrath. I yeah. mean, that's your <laughs> in with Billy Idol, you know? Yeah. So Billy Idol would use, um, would use Jimmy. He might still use Jimmy for the gigs that he, he can't afford, you know, pay Steve Stevens.
0: Right. Wow. You know? That's amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I moved to, to Vegas. And, um, the Skinner band kind of followed me. Jeff kind of followed me. Oh, cool. um, yeah. He and his wife bought a house out there. Jeff, Jeff and I are, are friends. We fight all the time, but <laughs> he's done a lot of stupid shit. I've done a lot of stupid shit, you know? So anyway, so we have the Skinner band over there and that's when I got, um, I got a call from the guys in kill ritual and, uh, Steven rice and Steven's like, Hey man, uh, I know you're, you're kind of like a boozy rock musician, but. I got a thrash band, just take a listen to it. So I did and I I liked the music. I was like, I really dig this. Okay. Yeah. And that, that gave that that was a three year relationship right there. We toured with Iced Earth. We toured with Raven. We nice. did our own tour, you know. So I, I got to really taste the touring world, you know. Right. Yeah. And I got to meet all my friends over in Europe that I had done albums with, finally. Oh, you God. know?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. It was great. It was great. <laughs> um, and then, long story short, when the pandemic hit, uh, I met a girl. <laughs> mm. Who I'm still with, and she's oh, awesome. Yeah, Cat is amazing. That's awesome. I live here in Minnesota, which Minnesota. brings me to a rising force. Like, uh, so, so Cat and I, we were in Arizona at the time, right? I was still doing some gigs with the Skinner Band. I had, I still had a couple more casino gigs to do. So we were in Arizona because her mom lived in Arizona, all right, um, part time, and we were actually contemplating moving there because I love Sedona. You know, I've, I've, okay. I'm part of the bell rock hiking club there. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. Which is a vortex.
0: Oh.
1: If
2: you're into that kind of thing. And wow, Kat and I fell in love on the top of this mountain and we're like, you know, the de- I never thought I'd live in the desert, you know, after Vegas. Cause Vegas was so toxic. I mean, I love Vegas. I've got some great friends there.
0: I hear that a lot,
2: you know, but it's very toxic, yeah. you know, You know, my buddy Jizzy Pearl, who sings for Quiet Riot. Oh, I love Jizzy Pearl. Yeah, he's out there. All the guys are in Raiding the Rock Vault. You know, uh, my buddy Andrew Friedman, who um, is with uh, Last in Line. And now with, uh, he just got a gig with um, um, Once, Bitten, Twice, Try. Great White. Great White. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's singing for Great White now.
0: That's wild.
2: Yeah. So... I, I still have friends in Vegas. I, I love them, it's like, but it's a very toxic place, man. Yeah, I hear it's that a so, lot. It's so toxic because it's, it's it's a rough place. And, and so I was thinking, or Arizona would be very similar. It's not. Arizona is super spiritual, super just open borders. You know, like yeah. during the pandemic, there were no lockdowns there.
1: Oh Even wow! Not that.
2: N- nothing. It was completely open. Wow! So, Kat and I were there, and we we're contemplating moving there. Honest to God, and I, we were not going to come back to Minnesota. Honestly, her dad had just passed away. Yeah. You know, her mom was in Arizona. Her kids are all grown up. There was really nothing for us here. Okay. And then I got a call from Lenny, Lenny D. McCary. Okay. Lenny D. McCary is the the founder of Hurricane Alice. Oh, which, okay. Yeah, which is a big 80s band. Yeah, yeah. He called me up out of the blue. He goes, a mutual friend of ours wanted me, uh, gave me your name. And the, uh, this mutual friend, his name's Chris Vox. And I, I love Chris. He is such an amazing human being. Okay. Uh, because when I moved to Minnesota, um, this guy's a, a rock star. You know, yeah. he he's like, he, he plays in the band Hairball. I don't know if you've ever heard of Hairball.
0: It sounds familiar but i might be
2: thinking of fastball you're fat, you're, yeah no it's hairball is uh they're like an 80s cover band they have three different singers and they oh, wow do a huge stage show you okay. know when they, tra- they travel around the u.s it's a big production oh wow you know? um and that's his commitment and he does that but he um he also does acoustic gigs and he does like um I went to go see him, and he's his he's his boards, and he's a great guitar player. He's a great singer, everything. He's got everything down, and and I, I would go see him. Uh, and yeah. um, there was a there's a local club here where I saw him first. It's called uh, Route Forty Seven, so I, I went there to Route Forty Seven and saw him. Cat uh, brought me there. She's like, "You got to check this guy out. He's amazing," and he he's got a loop machine and the whole thing. So oh, wow. he'll sit there with a, you know he's got two microphones. He'll sit there and go put that in a loop and then he'll play play the bass oh, man. and then he'll put a guitar thing on there and then he'll pull a lead like and then he'll <laughs> do three part harmonies and then he got a full orchestra going and it's just him oh. oh my gosh and he builds it there with you he kind of you know I'm like this is just crazy man and, and my first week in Minnesota, he brought me up on stage.
0: Oh, wow. And he goes,
2: I hear you new here. Come on. What, what do you know? What do you do? And I'm a left-handed guitar player, so I had to bring my own guitar, you know. I think I did like a stone from Audioslave. Oh,
0: nice. And,
2: yeah, and he was like, bravo, bravo. You know, <laughs> and it was like, good shit, man. Yeah. Hey, you can come on stage anytime you want with me. And I was like, okay. And wow. that kind of opened doors, and that's where Lenny got my name from because lenny called chris first because he's like um our singer mark Weslin. he was leaving the band okay because he was leaving a rising forest for their first album because he never signed up for that he's got a a full-time gig with his other band
1: Oh, okay
2: and he's like i'll fill in with you guys you know Uh, he wasn't expecting it to take off you know they had a record label and the whole thing and and he's like, whoa, 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 I got, I, I can't. Oh, so that's, wow. So that's when, yeah, that's when Lenny called Chris and goes, I I, I know you can't do it because you're too committed, but do you know anybody? And Chris goes, David Reed Watson, just moved here. That's Call him. Oh, I know just the guy. That's, yeah, that's how it happened last October.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it was that quick. So Arizona is on, on hold for a while.
2: It's on hold for a while and and you know Cat and I discussed it and it's like what do you think? And she goes you know she works remotely um and it's it's like her family's still here you know her kids and stuff and oh, a house and the whole thing it's like give it a shot what yeah. can I hurt you can always you know?
0: go to Arizona later
2: Yeah yeah so it it just took off that is, Again, it took off.
0: That is fantastic. Yeah. Where did the name "A Rising Force" come from? Because it,
2: I, I I know it's not English.
0: I know it's know. not English. Everybody Inge. says it. I know it's not. Rising Force Eclipse. I know it's not English.
2: Eclipse is my fault. Okay. I, I, I uh, being the graphic designer, I I just I don't know. I, I it was like for me, it was an eclipse. It was like this new moment for me a new chapter for me you know um makes sense and i was like ah you know rising force so the name of rising force so um the bass player and lenny and the old drummer that we had they were in a band called dare force okay so dare force was a big band here in Nevada, uh, Nevada in Minnesota, yeah. Where am <laughs> I'm I getting I you
0: mixed up here? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so in Minnesota, there, Force goes all the way back to you know the early eighties. Oh wow. They, okay. They opened up for everybody in the planet. Wow. You know they were a big band here. I of course I'm not from here. You know the big bands that I knew were you know Husker Bob Mold, you know the yeah. replacements and Soul Asylum and stuff like that, and of course Prince. Right. Right. But, you know, they gave me some of their, their recordings and I was like, Oh wow, you guys were great, you know, okay. but they had, they had uh, lived out their life and Brian Lawrence and the bass player, who's one of the founding members, they, they had lost their guitar player in dare force. So they got Lenny. Well, they had a falling out with the other guitar player. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's a typical band crap. Right. <laughs> so Lenny, our old drummer and Brian, Took off and created a rising force, kind of like a play okay. off of a dare force.
0: Okay, that's you know,
2: we're sense. gonna we're gonna rise above what dare force was, you know. Uh, never, it. of course, thinking about Malmsteen, never, <laughs> of course, thinking that I worked with Malmsteen, never, of course, <laughs> thinking that Dave would be stupid enough to name an album called Eclipse.
0: So, so yeah, you did so, work with Malmsteen,
2: I did, I did. My, um. Get this. This is this is really cool. So I did a fill-in gig in Las Vegas years ago with a band called Foundry. Okay? Okay. And Mark from the band Foundry, no relation to you. Okay. the other Mark Phew. called me up. And, and he goes, um, hey, Dave, I got this band. I can pay you. I, I need a singer. Our singer flaked out. Ooh. Yeah. This guy... Was from a famous band that I won't mention. Okay, because he just flaked out. Oh, he lives down in, in the New Orleans area. You know,
0: on such and such street. Here's his address, uh,
2: <laughs> and here's here's his phone number. His secret
0: location. <laughs>
2: yeah. So uh, he just flaked. Oh. he didn't show up for a gig. He didn't fly out.
0: Oh,
1: that's he was
2: no paranoid or something. And this is pre-COVID, you know. Wow. So Mark called me up. He's like, I've had enough of this crap and, you know, let me, I need a new singer and I, I need one ASAP. You know, we have a show in, uh, on Friday. Can you do it? Whoa. And I go cover gig. It goes all original. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, it was at a place called vinyl, which is in the hard rock. The old hard rock, which isn't there in, in, uh, Las Vegas anymore. They closed it opening up for docking for Don.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, Friday, it's Tuesday. (laughs) 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 So I got together with them and we rehearsed as much as we possibly could. I pretty much got the choruses down, you know, and, um, the, the verses, I was like, I got the idea of them. Um, let's, let's do this. And, um, so we went and get, did the gig. Everybody was there because my, my, my buddy who was, who was a bass player is also a singer, but a great singer. Oh, okay. I'm talking Mark Bowles. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was my bass player. I, I'm like standing on stage going, oh. <laughs> Mark Bowles is my bass player. I'm singing. And Mark Bowles is my baseball. <laughs> this this is an alternate universe this is Las Vegas this is weird
0: it's one of the only places so, that could probably happen
2: that is the only place yeah so I'm singing and I, Mark I was making up words I I, I was uh, you know you know <laughs> what a wow you know just doing my thing just
0: sounds at some point just sound yeah, almost, just it was sounds, almost words
2: almost words and I got on stage and uh, my buddy Frankie was there, and Vinnie Paul was there.
0: Oh, wow. And,
2: yeah, Vinnie was a, a staple in Las Vegas before he passed away. Yeah. And, you know, I knew him, and I went up to Vinnie, and Vinnie's like, goes, damn, brother, How did, I didn't know that. How'd you know? How'd you do that? I go, I, <laughs> you know, I just... I just did it. <laughs> and, and then later on, I'm backstage with, with, Mark, with, um, with Mark. Mark ended up taking off, but my buddy Johnny Rude and I sat back um, with Don for, it must have been four hours. Oh, uh, Don, wow. Don went through a bottle of Jack and just told stories, man. Uh. Uh, so I was like a fly on the wall. I'm, I'm like, and I remember my girlfriend at the time going, she's whispering to me, she goes how do I tell Don Dockin that we have to go home because our dog hasn't been out in hours? (laughs) You you don't. You You don't. don't. You You clean it up afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) But Don was, God, what an amazing guy. I love him.
0: Oh, that is awesome.
2: love him. He was funny. He was, you know, it was like, he's a good guy. That is
0: fantastic.
2: Yeah. He's, that sounds
0: like the kind of guy I, I would love to get on the show.
2: He, and you know what? He would talk your ear off like me. That would
0: be amazing. But see, so that's the his, kind of show I love.
2: His drummer. His drummer, right? Uh, uh, oh, God. What's his name? Boom, boom. Oh, God. I'm going to have to. Where's the Google machine? Yeah, we can Google that. Yeah. So Don Dawkins, drummer. I should know this because I just was on tour with his brother. Um, uh, You'll probably find it before me.
0: Uh, let's see. Well, I've got a list of them here. I've got Mick Brown, Jimmy DeGrasso. Mick Brown. Okay. Mick Brown.
2: So Mick Brown came up to me before the show, and he um, he goes, "Hi, I'm Mick Brown <laughs> from can Georgia. I, can I buy you? Can I buy you a drink? Met your dad <laughs> from Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. And I'm like, Yeah, I know who you are. Yeah. He's, he's like. He's like, can I buy you a drink? I go, sure. Yeah. So Mick and I did shots before I went on stage. <laughs> and um, his brother was the drummer for Tesla on the last tour. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah. He came up to me <laughs> and, and he goes, we got a mutual friend. He's a photographer up in, up in the San Francisco area. I go, no way. And he goes, I go, is, is your brother? And he goes, yeah, yeah. Mick." Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome!
2: Yeah, that is. Yeah, so again, cool. again, those it's, all it all all
0: weaves together somehow. I don't. It's just yeah.
2: insane. So. Yeah. So so anyway, but to get back to the a uh, rising force. So the, yeah, so it was basically named after the dare dare force thing.
0: But how did how did you get up with uh, Inge? What's how did? We-
2: I worked with him on the Masters of Rock Cruise.
0: Okay, that's what it was.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I worked with him on there. Um, Probably can't tell you on this podcast how how it ended up. Right,
0: I've, I can I can guess.
2: I can just tell you. I I I used to I was in a band briefly with his old drummer, who said, "I'll never play with him again in my life." I've I've yeah.
0: heard I, not personally. I've read and, and heard that from a lot of people.
2: Yeah, and you always get want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. When you meet them, you're just like, oh, yeah. oh, all right, everybody just says this, you know. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was just like, nah, 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 nah. nah.
0: Moving yeah, on. <laughs> moving on, for sure.
2: <laughs> and, oh, wait, no. Cat. No, no, he's, he wants to meet the, the great cat. Yes. Wasn't she a guitar player? Remember the great cat? The, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. She used to yeah. play like the Beethoven on the guitar.
2: Yes, yeah. Hon. <laughs>
0: cat. She's shy. Oh, uh, so is my wife. My wife won't ever come on the podcast oh
2: well oh well whatever she she
0: doesn't even listen
2: (laughs) she heard that she did (laughs) Um, guaranteed they hear all the things that are you don't want them i
0: know i know that's why (laughs) that's why if you hear some tapping i'm just tapping morse code about something (laughs) i don't think she knows morse code she probably does I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> That's sorry. all I type out in Morse code. I am sorry. I am sorry. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the, new, the new album is uh-huh. awesome. I love this Thank sound. You. It's got this amazing quality to it. it it's basically, I mean, it's a mixtape time capsule of my freshman year in college. So wow. So, n- 91. Wow. It. it I mean... I went to uh, RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. Oh
2: and- no way! I went there. Well, I didn't go there, but <laughs> I went there to see a Tesla thing. I was I was dating a girl on Cape Cod whose family was from Rochester. Her dad owned. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. The the uh, her dad owned the. Um, if you say Nick
0: Tahoe's, I'll be I'll I'll be in love. <laughs>
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he he was a um, he was a standup bass player, and he owned a classical string place down the street from House of Guitars.
0: Oh, House of Guitars. the hog man! That place was yeah, awesome. I they saw had Jimmy have Jimi Hendrix hog pants up on the wall.
2: Yeah, isn't that crazy? And
0: and one of the like the Sergeant Pepper jackets or something uh, uh, behind glass. It's the same place, and it's the biggest mess.
2: I, I know. I was like, try. Here's the biggest joke. Like, <laughs> it's like, try to find a t shirt in the House of Guitars. Oh, God. Try to find anything. <laughs> I, I remember going, and, yeah,
0: it was, I don't know if it's changed because, uh, I mean, I left in like 94, but mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine it has. But, so
2: we were there around the same time. Oh,
0: yeah, probably. Yeah. So I was there. I in was 90- at
2: the Penny Arcade? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Do I, you remember a band called Cheater? Gosh, well, Talis, Talis was around back then.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But well, Billy, yeah, Billy had already moved on at that point. Right,
2: cause he to uh, to uh, David, David Lee Roth, Roth. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, and I was, I had man, I broke ass college. See, I was going to, to school for photography, so oh, okay, I had to. I, and this was back in '91, so there wasn't digital, so right, every assignment right. we had to shoot like, back when
2: Kodak was, yeah, yeah Kodak driving. University, yeah, yeah. man. It
0: was, yeah. but it, yeah, so you had to shoot like 10 rolls of film per assignment, and you had to pay right. for that film yourself, so and then you had to pay for paper. The only thing that was free, you could go into the the Buildings and all the chemicals they had this is insane you would go there and they had like ta- you, you go to the, the darkroom area and they had taps in the wall where you would just take jugs and get all the photo chemicals you need free of charge that was included oh, in your tuition
1: No way.
0: but you had to pay for all your your film you had to pay for your equipment you had to pay for your paper they had a big huge place called the cage where you could go sure. and you could borrow Basically, any piece of equipment you wanted to, but you had to bring it back within a certain number of hours.
2: So, like a Hasselblad, you yep. and yeah, that. Yep, but you could real. never
0: get those because they were always out. Somebody, that, you know, classmen always had some cooking. professor. Yeah. yeah, so they were. Well, no, the professors had their own. So. Of course, of course. <laughs> But the students, yeah, it, it was almost impossible to get the like the super high quality stuff because they, it was always out.
2: So. Did you um? Did you see that movie with Ed Harris? Um, Um, it's, it's recent where he has to go and develop the last roll of film and the only place he can find is in the Midwest. And it's a whole story about him and his son who are estranged. They, they hate each other, Okay, but he's dying. So his son, you know, he's like, this is my dying request. I want to go develop this roll of film at this place in the Midwest that, you know, Whoa. and this whole story unfolds of them and their drive out there.
0: Oh, I have to look that up. That that sounds awesome.
2: It, it is. Um, I can tell you what it is right now. And Google machine her, to the rescue. Her, thank you, Google machine. <laughs> Photography. Um, it is called. Oh, yeah. It's called Kodachrome.
0: Co- um, that's that makes total sense. Yep.
2: Yeah. It came out, actually came out in 2017.
0: I to write. All right. Let me write that down.
2: Yeah. Crom, Ed Harris, Jason, uh, uh, Sudeikis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Elizabeth Olsen.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think Ooh. one of the Olsen she's kids.
0: Yeah. It, I think she's the one that is in the Marvel movies now, isn't she?
2: I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen a movie in a while. No, <laughs>
0: except for Kodachrome.
2: Except for Kodachrome. Yeah. I, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm big into movies like that. I like, I like the avant-garde, uh, the B movies, you know, that people don't oh understand. i not going to go see that. Yeah. They, they don't understand. Yes. yes. Because you and I are college students yes. and I'm a thespian. We, yes. we know intelligent stuff. Stuff. I don't smart <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
0: right, so rising forward, back back to college shit.
2: Okay. So yeah. the,
0: the, it, the album, honest to God, sounds like, a like, like I said, a mixtape time capsule of my freshman year in college. So 91, because you've yeah. got this L.A. metal meets grunge. sound. it sounds like, almost like facelift era Alice in Chains, but mm. with maybe like, a, like Bret Michaels singing or something. It's just, it's really... An awesome right. mix i yeah. love it yeah. brett michaels jeff tate kind of mixture in there it's just it's basically what i listened to my entire time in college and i i, I love it because it's such a it's a it's a familiar sound to me but right. you don't hear any well you don't hear too many bands doing things like that now no right. the music is so fun
2: You know, Lenny is the main songwriter and he, you know, he has been, he's he's a writing machine. He's like, Oh, I already got two new songs for the next album. I'm like, Lenny, let me write some (laughs) lyrics. Yeah, He's like, Oh, I already wrote them. You know, he, he he lets me, you know, interject here (laughs) and there, but he's just a writing machine, you know? That's amazing. But you know, I mean, we got Lenny who's been in this industry for years. I mean, he, he played, you know, uh, well, not, not just with hurricane Alice, but he was in, you know, with, with Dave Manichetti, he he played with members of, of oh, that gosh. band. Wow. Yeah. Um, Y and T. Yeah. So he played yeah, with yeah. members of Y and T and anyway, and plus he, yeah, he's just. This amazing eclectic guitar player, you know. So you got you got him. Sorry.
0: No, is is he the one that likes to wear the mesh shirt in the video?
2: No, 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 that's our twenty three year old.
0: Twenty three year old. Going on twenty four. Oh my god.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there a resurgence of appreciation for 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 the music of like nineteen ninety? Because. It's not everywhere, but I've, yeah. I've heard a couple of bands and they've got, that that's you, you know, a rising force. There's a band South of Eden. And mm-hmm. you guys have this awesome, almost like Sunset Strip meets Seattle sound.
2: Well, you know what? I think what it is, is you've got all these older rockers like myself and like Lenny and and like Brian and our new drummer, Pete, who... <sighs> I wait till you hear the next album. Number three is going to be amazing. Oh, you know, wow. Pete, Pete was in a, a still is. He's for the last twenty years. He's been in a Led Zeppelin tribute.
1: Oh, nice. And he's
2: he's amazing. He's amazing. His name's Peter Savage. He's just that's a good name. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So Pete is the newest guy in the band, and and he just plays so intricate. You know, kind of like a Portnoy, but uh, Bonham-esque kind of thing. Wow. And and um, also, uh, Simon Phillips, kind of, he's very much into the, just the straight ahead stuff, too. Yeah. And it, it's brought this resurgence to, to Brian. Brian, the bass player, we call him Thor. He's just this big, <laughs> looming dude. You know, he looks, he, he looks everyone like at, everyone asks him every time, you know, he'll go to Nam or whatever. And they'll walk up to him, and they'll they'll think that he's from KISS. They'll be like, you know, wow. yeah, can, can I have your autograph? And, and
0: he like, signs I'm Gene not Simmons. <laughs> yeah, I'm not
3: Gene Simmons. He should,
0: he should start signing as Gene Simmons. <laughs> he should. He should. <laughs> <laughs> sure, kid.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: whatever. <laughs> so we call him Thor. And he's just this looming guy that kind of grunts all the time he goes I don't sing I bark you know <laughs> <laughs> ah, I just bark nice and that you know for the first time we saw him smile you know like remember the tin man when you hit the oil and
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah that's Brian <laughs> and we're going we stopped practicing Brian yeah D- did you smile or was that a stroke? a yeah, you know. <laughs> <the> stroke, right? <laughs> he's like, what, what, what?
0: Did the right I mean, side go up he's... or the left side go down? I don't know.
2: <laughs> he's, he's got Bell's palsy. I'll
0: go to hell after this episode. I'm just to <laughs> <it> right now.
2: <laughs> so he's like, he's like uh, playing with Pete. He's going, oh my god. I don't have to keep time anymore. And I get, no, I swear to God. And he's like, I don't have to keep time anymore. He actually said this and he goes, I get to move where I want to. And I've never seen, I was like, whoa, I didn't know you had all those frets on the fretboard. (laughs) Because I'm used to you playing like these five up here. Right. (laughs) Now he's like all over the place. Cause Pete is just, You know, and Pete Uh is like, Pete's amazing because now with my vocals, like he's like, he accents on my vocals. He listens to me. Oh, that's awesome. He's very attentive. He's like watching around and just watching everything going on. So man, this next, like I said, this next album is awesome. But anyway, getting back to what I think this whole thing of not just our band, but this other band you're talking about you know Billy's twenty three, right? And <laughs> and you know he's he loves Charvel guitars and nice. no, <laughs> wow. it's like this total '80s thing, yeah. You know uh, Warren D Martini and and you know guitar players like that are the ones that he loves. Man, um, wow! And he's he's very much into the you know into these dive bands. bombing and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. <Woo. laughs> so you got Lenny who's doing this. I don't know, blues-based kind of intricate kind of stuff. And then yeah. Billy, who's just a shredder. Yeah. <laughs> and you mix them together, and you get you you can't help but get this resurgence of the new and the old, which allows me to come in and go, okay, all right, I got this. So when we went in the studio, we went to Winterland Studios here in Minneapolis. Okay. And our, our friend Brian Bart, who was in Dare Force, was our kind of co-producer with Lenny. And we actually stood in the studio. And this is the first time I've done this since the, the 90s, I think, when I recorded in Boston years ago, right? Okay. It was those guys. It was the drummer, the two guitar players, the bass players in a circle, and me in a vocal booth so they could see me just so the music wouldn't bleed over into my area. And we did the whole album live.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome.
2: Yeah. And it was like this the whole time. Everyone just staring at each other, looking at each other. We, I, You know, we did overdubs and stuff like that, but yeah. even when we heard mistakes, we were like, no, keep it, keep it. Yeah, is- just let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Don't, we don't need to polish this. We want the raw Thing.
0: That's probably why I like it so much because it doesn't sound too L.A. polished. Yeah, yeah it, That's yeah, where no. that like that that early '90s Alice and Chains kind of sound comes in. Yeah. You, know, they, you know, their stuff wasn't super polished. It, it, it's got that like that early Alice sound before they got all serious and you know mm-hmm. Lane got super dark and then dead. <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> this is it kids you get dark you get dead exactly don't don't
0: yeah I'm, frig, I'm not gonna go too far there so, so okay so the thing that I, I had to do is kind of look at this track listing because yeah. I don't have a CD player in my car and I okay. just have the tracks digitally and when I put them onto my USB stick in mm-hmm. my car I didn't even realize it at the time. It just did them alphabetically. So, <laughs> so I'm listening to the album alphabetically. I've okay. done, done that a few times. I've had to explain myself. I'm like, oh, your opener was is amazing. They're like, that's track seven. I'll
2: have to look at the album to find out what, what, what tracks. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: I'm like, wait, track seven wasn't the opener? What?
2: <laughs> so,
0: because the first thing I heard was, was uh, All Night Long, which I love. Okay. i'm in the car singing that thing the first time good. i heard it i'm like i good that's that song that's, just, a, that's
2: that's that's what we wanted
0: it was amazing yeah but the actual opener is believe
2: yeah which yeah. is a
0: beast of a song that yeah. is a great song you guys through this whole album have given me my fix of pinch harmonics
2: Oh, yeah. I love love that. I
0: love Pinch Harmonics. Yeah. I could have it listen to an entire album of just Pinch Harmonics. There you go. Maybe that's your next album.
2: We'll call it Pinch. Yeah. (laughs) In a pinch. Pinch in the Harmonics. (laughs) Pinch. Pinch. in the Mark. There we go. (laughs) That's
0: your side project. (laughs) So nobody cares, still has that Alice in Chains sound to it. Now, so believe Uh that's heavy. I think I, I read or heard that that's in drop C.
2: Yep. Yeah. We went Whoa. total drop. Like when we first started playing it, we were like, it, it still sound, it, it didn't sound heavy enough. <laughs> it, yeah. it just didn't sound heavy. Let's get that. And then Brian was like, oh, heavy. You want heavy? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we go, that's it. That's wow. it. We want freaking dark and heavy. That's what we want because because the song is dark and heavy. Yeah. You know, the lyrics are dark, dark, dark. Yeah.
0: I think that's my favorite track on the album. Cool. Nobody Cares, All Night Long. So the first three tracks I'm, I, I'm in love with already. Mm-hmm. You go and you, you do what was always the cool break in those late 80s, early 90s albums. You got the, the, the ballad song, Star, mm-hmm. which I think yeah. is, it's, it's a gorgeous track. It's, I love that song. Thank you.
2: Before I met these guys, I I wrote it during the pandemic.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um, Like, remember the beginning stage of the pandemic where, I I mean, I was in Las Vegas. It was like two
0: weeks and we would be fine.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I I was a good citizen. I I stayed in the house for two weeks. Flatten
0: the curve.
2: Flatten the curve. Yeah, I did all that. And um, I just, I had to look in the mirror, you know, I had to slow down finally after years and look in the mirror and go, all right, who is this David Reed Watson guy, you know, and really take a really hard look at myself and all the mistakes I made and all the, all the relationships I destroyed and, you know, and really take a hard look and say, you know, all right. So you're this, you're the spiritual dude, but are you half-assing it? you know? Wow. You know? So when I, when I say slow down, I know you're scared. I, I, you know, the very beginning of it, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean it. Wow. It's like, I'm, I'm petrified, you know? Is this the end for me? Is music over? Well, yeah. At that Uh, time, nobody knew. Nobody Mm -hmm. knew. Every club in Las Vegas was closed. Yeah. I lost three jobs.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: So I was like, Wow, this is surreal, you know. And then after two weeks, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know?
0: And then you wrote, nobody cares.
2: <laughs> exactly. Nobody cares. That's right. Nobody cares. This is ridiculous. You know? asshole. Yeah, yeah. For real. For real. And and you know, a lot of these lyrics are are very much around that whole time. Yeah. You know, it wow. was it was a time where people just you know they uh, i've never been one for authority i really? mean i've been i've been in the marines <laughs> I've, <what> <laughs> I, but i was I, you know i was also in greenpeace and you know I, i've oh, wow. i've been a i've been a um i've been a proponent of anarchy in my life at least pseudo anarchy at least you know don't don't become such a sheeple and believe everything you hear you know uh, trust your inner gut and you know i got that through ayahuasca i got that through mushrooms i got that you know through plant medicine yeah. itself and it, it was very much to trust your own gut okay you know yeah and when my gut says you know i i center myself you know i i meditate every morning and i I pull a tarot card. I do the. Whole, I I do this stuff. I really do this stuff, and I did it during the pandemic too. And I I really had to sit there and go, "All right, Dave, what does your gut tell you?" And I had to follow that. Hell or high water. I mean, I lost family members from. I'm not talking dead. I'm talking, you know. I'll be. I'll tell you right now. I'm not vaccinated. I'm. I, I'm not. Yeah, and I'm, I don't care it, 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 if people are. That's great, but I lost family because they said I was killing people. You know, I
0: and I, I'm 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 with you. If you want to get vaccinated, do it. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah. if you don't want to, don't.
2: Right, and I'm I, not a Trump supporter. You know, it's not that. It's a, uh, I being in advertising for so many years, I. I can smell bullshit Mm. and I was the guy that created bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like, I know how, I know how to manipulate people. I really do. It's like, Oh, you don't like Domino's pizza. Guess what? I'm going to create something so visually amazing that you're going to salivate and go, Oh yeah, I gotta have that. Uh. But it's true. It's like you feed people enough bullshit. And they're going to believe it. We knew this in advertising because we did this. This was our job. We had teams. A good friend of mine, Dave, was part of this psych team in advertising that would analyze people and go, okay, did this work? Did this work? How do we get them to believe this? It really happens. And so I'm an insider on that, you know? Uh, and, and I, I realized after all this time and advertising how easy it was to manipulate people. Wow! So easy, so easy. All right, I'm, I'm gonna, like,
0: I'm gonna take classes from you.
2: Yeah, I've, yeah. I, well, number <laughs> number one, number one, stay off mainstream media. Number two, don't believe in the left or the right. You know exactly. You know. Exactly. So it's. I know it's getting really dark in here. Let me turn on that light. Hang yeah, on. yeah. So, uh, oh, and my shirt, I want to, I want to, I want to show you this. Oh, nice. So (laughs) I'm a vet, I'm a vet, right? I'm a disabled vet. And this was uh, when we were in, uh, in Iowa, Uh, 3,500 people were, were there. Okay. And we were opening up for Tesla and all these people were out there. And this guy threw a t-shirt up on stage For me. And I showed it to everybody and I thought, wow, how apropos because it's advocating plant medicine. And basically, it says the heart and the pot leaf in there. Mm -hmm. So it's basically saying plant medicine is greater than 22 a day. 22 veterans a day commit suicide.
0: Oh, okay. Wow.
2: And a lot of it is because the VA pumps opioids. And I'm not into that. And no. I, I I go to the VA for PTSD, and right now, and I'm, I'm with a psychologist and everything like that. And I was with a psychiatrist, right, who pushes drugs. And and I told her, I go, I, I don't want, I don't want medication. Yeah. I want medicine.
0: Exactly, and a big difference.
2: There's a big difference. Like right now, there's a there's a big thing with um, ketamine therapy. Mm-hmm. And this guy, uh, my my friend um, Deb who's amazing. Um, Deb uh, interviewed this guy named Zappy Zappos. I think his name is. And, and he, he did a, a, he recently did a movie documentary with this basketball player, Lamar Odom. Oh yeah. Remember remember Lamar Odom? Yeah. Yeah. And he had quite a run in in Las Vegas and almost died and bad, bad stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, that happens Um, when you're married to a Kardashian.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's craziness. <laughs> yeah. So much money it's ridiculous. So anyway, he, um, Zappy got him to do ketamine Oh wow! and that guy's playing basketball again. He's completely changed his life around. Wow. He's like into spirituality in the way, like he's looking at himself and seeing his mistakes and what he's done over life and with his childhood. And how he was abused as a child and all this stuff coming out. And I was like, you know, and then I started reading about uh, veterans doing, they're doing ketamine therapy with veterans. And so this is interesting, right? Not to get too side uh, off sidetrack. So (laughs) I get, I'm like, I I tell the VA, I go, I want to do ketamine. I want to try this. I really do. I think it would help with my PTSD. I have, I have something called survivor's guilt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, a bunch of my buddies died in Beirut. Oh wow! You know, in the barracks, and I, even though I wasn't there, I knew them. I, they died, and I, I didn't never understood it for a long time. But yep. was, they call it survivor's guilt, and so I, I'm like, I want to do this ketamine therapy because I hear it really works. I'm a big advocate for plant medicine. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe in it completely. I've done five ayahuasca ceremonies and they've completely changed my life. Wow. They've completely changed my life. My, my neural pathways are, are reprogrammed and I wow. wouldn't say I'm 100% normal, uh, but I'm way better than what I was before. Any oh, addiction gosh. problems, anything like that are waning.
0: Wow. I'm seriously
2: going away. That's you know, amazing. they're going... Going away. So, um, I, you know, I, I, so the VA reaches out to me and they have some girl call me up for a survey. So, mind you, to get into this program to do ketamine, you basically have to be borderline suicidal to get into it. And so they, okay. they, they, they ask you about 20 questions. Okay. Okay. And they're pass fail kind of questions. And we just bought a tour bus that day. Okay. So I, Kat and I hopped on the Harley. We went up to meet Lenny to go sit on the bus <laughs> and I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like going, this is freaking awesome. And it says a rising force on the back of it. Oh, nice. We're going, ah, this is cool. <laughs> and then they call me.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we- you think I've got suicidal thoughts yes. in, on my brain at that time? <laughs> no, and they. The, I went through the question and answer, and duh. But she goes, "We're afraid you you're not you're normal. Wow. What they classify as normal." So when I got this shirt, long story short, when I got this shirt, I went up and I talked to the guy afterwards and, um, we're friends on Facebook now. And he's got actually, he's got a a website that everywhere, what one can go to. It's, it's, I think it's called 22 a day. Okay. And I, I, I talked to him afterwards. I go, how'd you know I was in the Marines? He goes, I didn't. I just threw it up to you. Oh, wow. And I was like, How'd you know I had PTSD? I, he goes, I didn't. I just threw it off to you. And that's the way the universe works, you Man. know? And I, I'm, I'm a proud. I wear it. It seems like I wear this shirt 24 hours a day. I don't. <laughs> I put it on for podcasts and stuff like that, <laughs> or I'll put it on for a show.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So it doesn't, <laughs> it's clean, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, you know, I, I, I thought this was such a cool thing. To have yeah, you know, to because it's you know I, I think of myself as a writer, um as a singer, it's like we have a responsibility to 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 make people feel empowered, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I know there are a lot of entertainers out there there's just, ah, whatever, I just go out, I want people to have a good time, boom, yeah. boom, boom, I want to take it one step further i've always said i've I've said this my whole life, really. I want people to walk out of our shows with a question mark over their head. Um, I want them to, to really think about their life. Am I living my life? Am I, are they going to get that opportunity? Like I had when my sister passed away to do what I love, you know? Yeah. I think that's important for people. I mean, you're doing what you love, you know, Granted, Sometimes. There's not, yeah. <laughs> granted, there's not a lot of money. I mean, there's not a lot of money in rock and roll, but it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody we should just
0: be the money in it.
2: Yeah. We should be the ones making all the money. That's not, uh, not these politicians that do nothing.
0: Exactly. Well, they, yeah, they're not making it. They're just taking it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think I'm going to make that into a song. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, that's good. Making it. Yeah. Or taking it. That, that could be a good question forever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, glad I could help.
2: Yeah, yeah, no problem. So anyway, I, uh, again, uh, let's go back to wherever we were. I don't even remember. Well, I... Oh, we oh just... star, star. Yeah, yeah Star. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, got so a better that... recall than I do. I I don't know why. I just... Maybe not not enough whiskey. Yeah. Maybe I need some <laughs> of that gin. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, wait. That's Ooh. the wrong
0: bottle. That was rain. The rain, yeah. Blue coat.
2: Rain just reminds me of something that Ben Stiller should have for uh, Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. Some... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try new rain. Suck
0: my cheeks in. Mm. <laughs> Try rain. It's like it rains in your face. That oh, I, 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 I would never have made it in advertising. People Yo. just laugh at my stupid ads.
2: No, no, but that's that's the best part about advertising. <laughs> we we usually sit around a room and do this. Uh, see, okay, Literally. see, it's fun
0: in advertising? I don't know if I'd be successful. You, you
2: would. So get this is sidetrack advertising, right? Yes, we're we're asked to do this campaign for Best Buy. Okay, so we our our creative directors and everything sit around and and come up with this crazy idea. You know, uh, if you're going to ban into Best Buy or not not Best Buy, I take that back. It was. Um, it was a clothing company, I forget which clothing company now it's years ago now uh, anyway it's this clothing company, but every time you walk into a, like a, a clothing company, a clothing store, there's all these mannequins mm-hmm. you know, and they're all dressed. Well, we theorize theorized it and made up is like what if those mannequins, when the store closed, like started talking and hanging out <laughs> so we created uh, uh, Twitter accounts for the mannequins and oh, wow. and got a bunch of followers doing it. And oh, that's uh, amazing. So that was a, that's a crazy, right? Yes. People loved it. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> that's creative. That's, that's, the, yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. Oh, and then we did commercials with it too and stuff like that. It just, yeah. So that's the fun part about advertising is, is just, but what we didn't realize it was w- that we were contributing to destroying lives as well. well.
0: Yeah, there's that.
2: Yeah. So That's like what I, I went to photog-
0: I, photography for. I was hoping I could get into the advertising side of it. Did you,
2: did you ever shoot food?
0: Yes. I had the yeah. best teacher to teach me how to shoot food. Um right. Alan, uh, what was it? Now I can't remember his name. Uh, I almost said Alan Vega. It was Alan... Something it wasn't the guy from Suicide, uh, okay. uh, Alan Vogel. That's what it was. Okay, Alan Vogel. He that dude was the magic. Remember back in the like the eighties, the and I just, they had all these, like every other ad had something dropping into water, and it was just yes. that was okay. him. He did all okay. That shit. So,
2: okay, yeah. Food's hard to shoot. Food,
0: yeah. Alan Vogel. He, yeah. He's he's one who taught me if if you're sh- if you if you're shooting an ad for an ice cream cone. You don't put ice cream in the ice cream cone. You put like butter or, or like right. and other kind of crap in the ice cream cone because as the only thing that has to be real is the product you're actually advertising. Right. So
2: I'm exactly. Like, okay. You have so, to you have to salivate when you see this. Stuff. So the ice
0: cubes in your in that glass of Coke aren't actual ice cubes. They're plastic.
2: So Coke Zero was one of my accounts.
0: Oh, cool.
2: Yeah, Coke Zero has more sugar in it yeah, than Coke. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Burger King. I would never eat there. You know how many tens of thousands of dollars they spent? Um, probably tens of millions of dollars they spent on the scent for French fries. No. Yeah.
0: I don't even like their fries.
2: Right. But they smell amazing, don't they? They, they do. They do.
0: Yeah. I'd rather have it's their onions.
2: It's because they did this research on the smell. Oh, my God. And what smell do humans like? And they did all this research and found out this almost mesmerizing smell like i gotta have them but you know you try a a french fry and it tastes like sawdust
0: yeah which is actually in the milkshakes
2: (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah right god so that food is so horrible for you i learned so much and and then you know i was so grateful that Those two people were knocking knees because, (laughs) uh, you know, thank God I got out of it because I became like the anti-advertiser, like Alex because, oh, I can't say his name. That's right. He's, he's, (laughs) you know, like him, like like that guy, Alex B. Yeah. B because it it was, it's almost, I don't want to say it's pure evil, but here's a bunch of kids hanging out us, um, creating this stuff and people are believing it and we're going, you got to be
0: shit at me. Yeah. You, you <laughs> bought that? Wow. I made that shit you up know in you
2: in that? You don't care because <laughs> yeah. I just sold it to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's insane.
0: Well, I really have enjoyed the album. I've been listening to it for the past week, and it's just, I guess, like, I, I know I've, I've said it a bunch of times, but it's, it's it's, It brings me back to being in college, and yeah. that was great. I enjoyed the music of college more than college. So, right. well, so how can people find this album? and How can they follow you guys on social media to find tours? Because I'm assuming there's going to be some shows to promote the album. And
2: Hey, Alexa, play A Rising Force. Trouble's back in trouble again. <laughs> well, That's one way. <laughs> there you go.
0: Alexa didn't answer uh, you, though,
2: unfortunately. She didn't, because she's in the other room. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to um, yell it. Yeah, I got scream it. She hears everything though.
0: I, that's she why I, I I turned that off.
2: I do. Uh yeah, I, I, turned I it uh, off. unplugged that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you hear what happened with the doorbell? I don't know. The, the police went and arrested somebody because the Alexa doorbell or whatever, uh Amazon or whoever they are sent the information to the police department. What? I got access access for it. Oh my gosh I'm, Yeah, yeah. My, so when my, they say it's, it's yeah, I do. There, yeah. A buddy had a shit. dot,
0: and uh, he's he didn't want it. He's like, hey, you want it? I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll give it a shot. So after like a week, I'm like, mm-hmm. unplug that shit. I can't take it. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. want this shit. Because we would, I would just be talking with my wife, and it it would it would say like. Ordering such and such from Amazon. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, if it was like a CD, I'd be like, yeah, sure. No problem. But it's like, you know, like a $400. I'm like, what what are you doing? Cancel, cancel.
2: It's a 10-inch (laughs) dildo. And it was like 400 bucks. Gold-plated or something.
0: (laughs) Man, I only go with platinum dildos.
2: <laughs> platinum.
0: Everybody knows that. <laughs> so social media and i
2: How- So social media. Um uh dot com. And basically you can find everything there. We got we got our links to ESP because we're endorsed by ESP. Oh nice. Um, we're endorsed by DNA uh base amps. I can't wait because uh with the ESP stuff, because I'm gonna get my first really expensive Takamini acoustic guitar, Ooh, which I'm nice. I am, I'm excited to, to get. So yeah, all of our stuff for Twitter, they, they can purchase the album online there, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, links to Clayton picks. Cause we use pretty much exclusively Lenny and I for the last 20 something years have been using Clayton, Picks. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, a great nice. company. They're just really cool people. And same thing with the people at ESP. They're just, you know, they're kind of a smaller company. And man, I, uh, I always
0: but, remember ESP guitars. Man, they were. I always liked them.
2: Yeah, they're, they're light. Cool. They're light. They're cool. Um, so yeah, you, they can find out our bio there. They can get our tour information over there. All the press and media over there uh, linked to our our record label, Dark Star. Mm-hmm. Which is Sony and and um, Universal as well. And um, we got a merch account there. We're going to be loading that with more merch coming up here soon. Awesome. You know, once we make a bit more. You can yeah, buy the man. album
0: from the website. I'm looking at it right now. You can yep. listen to the first CD and you can buy the second one.
2: Yep. Yep. And the first CD is great. It's not me, uh, but it's Mark and it's a little bit different, you know, to give people an idea of what Mark sounded like, they did, um, he sounds like Janie Lane, you know, they, ah. they did a, they did a warrant cover on that album, oh. Uncle Tom's cabin. And he sounds oh. like Janie Lane. That's
0: that's one of the warrant songs I like.
2: Yeah. And, and so it's, it's a, it's a great, I'll send it to you. Oh, it's, awesome. it's, a, it's a great, great album. We actually do a number of the songs when we play it live. Cause some of the, some of the shows we do, we're, really fortunate to do an hour hour and a half two hours of music which a lot of openers get like two three songs sometimes yeah you know it's like and then you're cut off but no we we do a a full gamut so we do the whole pretty much the half of half of the first album and half of the second album oh nice Uh, you know and um yeah it's it's just we're blessed, man. I'm, 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 I'm grateful that these guys came to me and I'm grateful that we clicked, you know, and I'm oh, grateful man. that we got Peter now. I mean, yeah. I think Peter, Peter is like the, the final straw for this, whatever you want to call us, you yeah. know, because, well, you know, having a kid in the band, yeah, <laughs> I, it's funny. Yeah. His name's Billy too. Billy, the kid, that's what Brian Oh, called. nice. You know, but Billy, um, he, he, brings this i mean we've all got energy and stuff and and we've got experience yeah so you know when we were out with tesla and and um uh, and some other bands that we played with he's just like in awe and we get to i, I get to live through him vicariously you know um, yeah. like when i was younger and i would get to go backstage with some of these big bands and go oh my god You know, and then you know, Frankie from from Tesla like starts talking to him, (laughs) and you see him shaking like an asthmatic chihuahua, like, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) Stampy. you know, (laughs) what (laughs) are you doing, idiot, (laughs) you idiot, but he's he's it's fun to see because as, (laughs) uh, as I get older and as I've you know I've met a million rock stars and I've I've. Been in rooms with them, hung out with them, and partied with them, and
0: talked to Don Dockin for four hours.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well. To add to that story, Johnny and Don went to the bar afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and probably another
0: four hours you know, later.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you know, so seeing a kid who hasn't met all these people, yeah, hasn't been in the circle, and meeting all these people, you know, it's like what? Like he, in his last band, they went out to LA and they played at the whiskey, you know, and I played at the whiskey probably 20 years ago now. Right. And, and it's cool. You know, it's, it's the whiskey go-go, you know, but he's just like jazz. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and it's fun to see because it, it gives you that, that revitalization, like you're You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I remember why I do this now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. still, the magic is still out
2: there. It's still out there. And you know what? And also having a 23 year old in the band, it, it gives me a lot of hope because I was worried about rock and roll for a long time. Yeah. There's, it's been a long time since we've had really good music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. It's, things have gotten so weird with streaming and yeah, You know, and, and satellite radio, you, because now oh. if you, I remember growing up, you didn't know what was going to be, what were you going to hear on the, on the radio? I mean, you could hear
3: right.
0: something classic rock, then something alternative, right. and then something right. a little more on the pop side. You didn't have, oh, this channel just plays grunge songs. This, this channel just plays hair metal. This channel just plays fifties. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was, you just, you didn't know it was coming up. It could be anything.
2: And that was a beauty of it. Yeah. Like was it Steely Dan wrote a song about it? FM. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No static at all. It, and, and it's, it's, uh, I, I w- I hope that maybe we can get back to that someday, you know, like everything in the world, it ebbs and flows, you know, and yep. societies learn and, and we're looking at all it, it, You know what, to me, it was inevitable that COVID had to happen and all this separation and everybody we're, we're seeing such an extreme, extreme polarity right now. And yeah, duh. It's like that. You know, how could we not? We, we polarized ourselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now we get to see it. We get to go, Oh, and people are starting to wake up now, which I is great. So. I
0: hope so. Yeah. You know, yeah. we are just one EMP away from going back to FM radio. So, Just one solar flare
2: and we'll be back. I I would miss you and not being able to do this podcast, but you know, there, there are times I go, man, I wish we could just, you know, I, I have, I have seven acoustic guitars. I'm down with just getting a beatbox with somebody and, you you know, I'm going all acoustic.
0: Yeah. It would suck. It would end my podcast, but you know, I still do my photography. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Well, this has been a, a blast. I've, I have enjoyed this chat so much. And thank you for spending so much time with me, so many great stories. Uh, I really appreciate
2: yeah. it. Oh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. <laughs>